Welcome back to the Innovator Podcast, the female entrepreneur series that dives into the stories of how women founders tackled hardship and difficulties to ultimately find success. My name is Erica Sullivan, and I am the host of the Innovator Podcast, and today I'm welcoming Danielle Wallace. Danielle is the owner and strategic brand storyteller of Kyle Media Publishing, where she helps creative brands get clear on brand strategy and leveraging their digital content. She's from Atmore, Alabama, and a proud alumna of Troy University's Hall School of Journalism. For nearly a decade, Danielle worked as a television news reporter covering stories in Central and Southeast Alabama. She's also shared her love for writing as an author, contributing writer, creative writing instructor, and through her Christian woman site, Memoirs of a Virtuous Woman. So Danielle, welcome to the Innovator Podcast. Danielle, thank you so much for coming on today and talking with me a little bit about Kyle Media Publishing. I'm so excited to hear about your expertise and share it all with the audience. Um, So can you start us at the very beginning? What was your early life like and how has your story evolved to get you where you are today? Sure. So from the beginning, I've always loved stringing words together uh, as a quiet child in a small town uh, in Alabama. And my parents could easily find me somewhere in my room reading one of many books or scribbling stories or thoughts in one of my journals, which I guess, you know, is not surprising that I later found myself um, in journalism and as of recently helping other creatives build their brand's messaging. So you were um, born in Alabama. Do you still live there now or do you live somewhere different? I am still in Alabama. Um, So you Mm -hmm. went to um, Troy University and graduated with a degree in broadcast journalism. Um, So what did your first job straight out of college look like? How was that transition from college to the quote unquote real world? So my first job uh, after graduating from college was as a reporter slash web producer uh, at a local news station in southeast Alabama. That's where I did a lot of shooting my own stories writing my own stories, editing them. Additionally, um, I also did my own live shots for my stories uh, there as well and handled uploading the station's video content and web articles. Uh, Troy University was great school for that because before we even left college, we were doing all of that basically throughout the week, uh, especially during your last couple of years in college. So Um, Troy University really prepares you for that real world experience. So I did all of that at my first job. You know, it sounds like a lot, which it was, but it prepared me for um, that next reporting job that I eventually took a few years later. And that job definitely prepared me for everything that I'm doing right now. I always think it's funny how, you know, life always works in a way that you never really expected to and how things in our life actually prepare us for the next step without even realizing it's actually happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. Because there have been so many times um, throughout uh, the past few years, I'm doing stuff, you know, and I'm like, you know, you know, why am I doing this? Or this is so much. And it's, you know, behind the scenes, it's preparing you for something bigger. I definitely see that now. Everything that I've done, you know, it's definitely prepared me for right now. 
And it's great too that you can say that, you know, your degree and what you went to college for gave you applicable real life experience. Cause I know that's what, you know, college programs really strive for. But I've been surprised how many times I've heard that what people got their degree in didn't actually help them in what they're doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's unfortunate because, you know, we invest a lot in college and, you know, we deserve to get that you know, the best experience out of it. So yeah, it's very important. So where does Kyle Media Publishing come into the story? So you said you got your degree in broadcast journalism, and then you worked as a reporter and web producer. So where does, you know, starting your own company come into the picture? So I've always had it in the back of my mind when I started my career in journalism uh, that I wanted to start a business that surrounded my writing skills. Actually, during that last year at Joy, I self-published my first book. It was a collection of poetry called Her Poetic Cinema of Life. So I guess that was my first taste of entrepreneurship, creating something, putting it out there for people. and. Eventually, during my first, during my very first uh, year as a reporter, I started a blog, and this blog uh, eventually turned into a Christian women's site. And I, through that site, I learned a lot how to get messaging out there. I learned a lot how to position uh, everything. Um, did a lot of research on things about, you know, how to reach my actual target audience. But again, you know, for years, I just didn't know when I would actually start an actual business surrounding my actual writing skills. So I just knew that, you know, outside of that career as a reporter that I wanted to build in the background until the time was right. So here and there, I would also do like freelancing projects. Uh, I volunteered for an entire summer for a local Girls Inc. chapter, teaching girls creative writing before I went into work. And for about a year, I taught teens creative writing once a month at a local library. Uh, This was all while taking on everything at my first job. And it wasn't until the summer of 2018 when I finally started figuring out, okay, the direction that I want to take for starting a business. So I actually did this through the freelancing site called Fiverr. It was there when I started to build a clientele base that eventually led me to starting my business in June of last year. Wow. So once again, here is the perfect example of, you know, what you were doing previously, preparing you for the next step and, you know, starting your blog and kind of figuring out how everything was operating is so smart. And I've heard that story from so many different people that they gave themselves a blog, a platform, an opportunity to really learn and, you know, mess up. That's what I say about my blog is when I started it, it gave me the opportunity to learn and mess up and really had no big repercussions. Absolutely. You definitely, it's definitely a starting point, a learning point. You learn a lot from it. And I'm glad that I started it because I did learn a lot during those early times. Yeah. And you also said that you know, you were building behind the scenes until the time was right to launch. And I think a lot of women who are listening to this podcast in particular, because it is entrepreneurial focus, they might be asking, what, what is the right time? How do I know when it's the right time? You usually get these little nudges when it is the right time. And being that I'm a person of Christian faith, 
of course, uh, for me, I went to prayer in this. And I also saved, saved, saved Mm -hmm. um, the last couple of years when I knew that I knew the step that I wanted to take next. So I knew that I wanted to focus solely on my business. So that step involved a lot of saving, a lot of preparing, a lot of researching, a lot of doubling down and doing the work after I got home from work. And that was that was a lot. Uh, I got through it. It was worth it because my job, my recent job as a reporter, uh, the shift that I was on, it was the night shift. So I was the nighttime. I was the night side reporter, and I would usually get home at ten thirty at night, go in at two, and um, I would do a lot of my freelancing work when I got off of work. And if I had, yeah, if I had like client calls, I would do them in the morning time. And I would also try to get, you know, get enough rest. But if I had a client call, I would have those in the morning time. If I had some work I needed to finish, I would do those in the morning. Um, So I would stay up late because I got off work at 1030, come home, wind down from work. And then I would focus on my client work. Uh, I still got enough sleep, but I still had to stay up you know, do the work that I had to do because I knew that I had an end goal in mind Mm -hmm. and the money that I was making during that time from freelancing, you know, I pretended like I didn't have it. Of course, you have your business expenses that Mm -hmm. you have, but as far after that, I pretended like I didn't have it and I put it away in a business checking account because I knew, okay, I know my end goal, so I don't want to touch that right now because I know that, no, I will need it later. So uh, anybody that's listening, I would say, you know, you know, just save and you will know when the time is right because you'll get these nudges when it is right and everything will fall into place for you. Yeah, that was such great advice. You were such a hustler. I have no idea how you got sleep, but I'll trust you that you did. I definitely did. I made sure that I got enough sleep. Um, yeah, like I said, went in went into work at two, but you know, I still managed to get enough sleep. And I guess, like when you're doing something that you're that you love, you really don't feel, I guess, tired or like, oh, I don't want to do this. It was, you know, exciting for me. And then on the weekends, I would also do what I needed to do. Like it was like, okay, I really, I want to do this. And I'm like, I'm going to get it done. Yeah, no, that's a great way to look at it. And I've always said that if you're doing something you're passionate about, I know people say it's it's work. So there's the quote that if you're doing something that you love, it doesn't feel like work. And the thing is, it's definitely work, right? Like you are working your tail off, but you're motivated by this great goal and vision that you see to make this a reality in your life. Absolutely. Yeah, you're definitely motivated. And uh, you just have to keep going. You know, things aren't going to be easy, or, you know, it's not going to be easy, but you have to keep going. When you doubt yourself, or when you are looking at others, maybe comparing, uh, you just got to keep going, because you got to follow your vision at the end of the day. Yeah, and to touch on comparison, comparison is it is something that I've heard so many people struggle with and they're trying so hard to combat it because, you know, you're, you're building your dream, your reality, and then 
it's so hard to keep your blinders on and stay focused because you're like, oh, this company's doing that. Well, why can't I do that? And you lose your vision because you're so focused on being like another company. Absolutely. And uh, another piece of advice that I would give somebody out there is like, you know, stop scrolling on social media so much. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, just trying to see, you know, what everybody else is doing and how you can do it better. Focus on your values, your mission. Um, the main people that I might scroll on their social media or brands that I might scroll on their social media are actually brands that I, if you know, if I were to meet them in person, uh, I wish they would be a mentor or something, you know, to guide me along. You know, those people like Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, uh, those are the people that I would, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, binge, listen to, or watch, see what they're doing so I can learn from them. Those are the type of people that, you know, I like to see what they're doing every day because you don't want to feel, make yourself feel bad comparing yourself, thinking you're not good enough to do what you're doing. No, that's, I mean, such great advice. I know um, another person I had the opportunity to talk to said, if you're scrolling on Instagram and you see something that isn't bringing you joy, unfollow. If it's not bringing you joy, do not waste your time. If it's not bringing you energy, positive thoughts and actions into your own life, it it doesn't need to be there. No, it doesn't. It just makes your day just go south. It's not good at all for your mindset. Not good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So um, bringing it back to your company, I'm kind of curious how you chose to name your company Kyil. Okay, so it was kind of like one of those aha moments, uh, right? So while I was thinking about the values that I wanted to bring to the table for my clients. So choosing the name Kyil meant for me reflecting on my Christian roots and how I've always been a very focused and disciplined hard worker. So the name biblically means woman of valor, uh, which describes strength, might, efficiency, power, and ability. All the things that I've strived to embrace over the years. And uh, those words are the foundation of my brand's values because not only do I want my client's content to be strong, but I also want their mindset to be strong as well. Because we all know, just like we just mentioned, things aren't easy in business um, because you have those distractions and comparisons out there. That is, wow, that is such a strong reason that you named your company what it did. I mean, Woman of Valor, that is powerful. Oh, my goodness. Right, right. So I wanted, you know, it's like going this journey myself and I'm striving to be the best that I can be. I want to serve my clients. Uh, in the best way possible and I want them to um, grow on their journey as well in the best way possible so like I said it was kind of like one of those aha moments Uh, I didn't really have to think hard about it I think I was just sitting on my couch one evening and I thought about okay so what do I want to name this Uh, and just started thinking a few minutes and I was like okay I got it No, that's fantastic. Um, and I saw on, I, it's on your website, it's on footer of your email, I can't remember what it's called, but you said that a brand that lacks clear, engaging and consistent messaging in its strategy is a brand hiding behind its true story for potential clients and customers. Can you expand on this and how you help your clients reach their full potential? 
So I believe that it's important for every brand to build their foundation first before heading to social media and sharing content that they believe will stick. I often stress that knowing your target audience and defining your brand voice uh, are both key in this because at the end of the day, we can't have a content plan without a solid content strategy. Uh, everything should be consistent and clear across the board, like everything from your website, your email newsletters, to your social media. And a perfect example is having amazing social media content that leads your followers to your website. Uh, yet when they get to your website, your website doesn't have clear messaging or clear call to actions. Uh, what happens then is a potential customer or client becomes confused. And this includes your newsletters that you send out, whether that's on a monthly or weekly basis. Um, when people sign up for those, they are excited and they're looking for value. But if you don't deliver that value in a clear, consistent way, you're likely to end up with, of course, uh, low open rates or unsubscribed. Yeah, I mean, you touched on something that's so important for brands to remember is that you are telling your clients a story, you are bringing them on this journey of whatever your brand is, whatever your product and services, you're bringing them along for this journey. So you can have an amazing idea. But if you aren't able to eloquently tell the story or you know, convey that to your customers, it's pointless. So it is so beneficial. Like you said, this is the starting point of having a successful brand. Absolutely. And uh, I saw something recently as well change that it's like, okay, a lot of brands, just like they might not have like consistent messaging on their website, you need your, you need your potential customers or clients there. But there are also brands that I guess they feel as though Instagram is the only social media platform out there. I saw this on a young lady's uh, Twitter, and I was like, you know, I thought that I was the only one that thought this. And I was like, I'm so glad you brought this up because there are other social media platforms out there. And I, you know, I believe that, okay, you should have at least two that you can focus on and you can double mm -hmm. down on because Instagram is not the only one that exists. And I was so glad that she brought this up and I was hoping that other people saw it. I had to share it um, with others actually on Instagram because it's like, you know, there are other places that exist uh, like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You just have to find where people are hanging out and you have to serve them there. You know, just have two that you uh, can double down and focus on and you'll be good. Yeah, another thing to remember as well is when you're on Instagram, you're reaching a very different audience than when you're on LinkedIn. So if you can focus on two platforms, and maybe you'll correct me in this because you're more of an expert than I am, but if you can mm -hmm. focus on two platforms like that, you get two different audience bases that could benefit from your product. Yes, I love LinkedIn and that is very true. A lot of people are really sleeping on LinkedIn right now because LinkedIn mm -hmm. is, it's grown over the years. It's not the same from when I was in college and I was using it just to look for a job. There are a lot of opportunities, features out there on LinkedIn that I highly recommend people uh, use right now. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are listening to this podcast and you do not have a LinkedIn, get on that right now because it's <laughs> definitely a growing platform. It is. It's not saturated like Instagram right now, it, you know, so it's a great time to be on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
So just from personal curiosity, what has been your favorite product or project, excuse me, you've had the opportunity to work on in your role that you're currently serving in? So that's a good question. And <laughs> I'm not sure about my favorite project because all of my clients and everybody that uh, I've worked with, they have been amazing and they are amazing to work with. Uh, each of every one of them, each and every one of them. The thing that makes all of them so exciting is listening to my clients' goals and seeing just how passionate they are about their vision. Uh, because their vision, uh, whether they know it or not, it motivates me as well to produce the best work for them. So I really, I don't have a favorite project because all of them, I'm so excited to work with people, especially during that first initial call when um, we're actually starting to work together. It's very exciting. And one of my favorite parts of working with people is our monthly strategy calls um, at the beginning of the month. And usually if I have those monthly clients uh, on a reoccurring basis that I work with, we have monthly strategy calls at the beginning of the month. And, you know, it's very refreshing to catch up with them and talk to them about their brand, see what's going on. And so... That is what's exciting to me about it, and that's, like, my favorite part of doing what I do is connecting uh, with the people that I work with. Yeah, and it's awesome that you have clients that you can say, I honestly can't choose a favorite project because they're all so great and motivating. <laughs> that's the power of being an entrepreneur, that you get to work on these projects that inspire you. Right, exactly. You know, I just I love using my creativity to, you know, put their vision out there, you know, because they've come to you for a solution and uh, I enjoy putting it all together for them. So it sounds like you stay very busy. So can you walk <laughs> us through a normal day in your life if there even is such a thing as a normal day? I know I've asked this question of every single entrepreneur I've interviewed and they laugh because they're like, normal day? I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> So for so many years, I did not have normal days as working as a reporter. So right now, I try to keep it as normal as possible. I have busy days, but I try to keep everything in place because I like to be organized. So I usually start my days early uh, now. That uh, was not the case probably a year ago, but I totally I switch that up and I start my days early at around 6 a.m. I usually have uh, moments where I have prayer, devotional, and Bible reading, get my own mindset right for the day. Uh, I make sure to fuel myself spiritually uh, this way and with food, of course, before checking emails or working on client work. That is a very important part of my day. So I have a routine where I do certain tasks on certain days of the week and whether that's my own content marketing, client work, everything has a special place and recently I've been trying out time blocking and it's been going well so far. So I do this so, you know, I can make very good use of my time throughout the day. I mean, of course, I have those busy days, but... I try to make everything uh, structured as I can, of course, because I didn't have that structure for years. Like working as a reporter, I probably worked like every shift at both of the stations that I worked at. And it wasn't, it wasn't something that I really liked and looked forward to. 
So most times I was either rushing to eat or I took short breaks. Right now, I'm pretty thankful for the little things that have changed in my daily routine. And um, like I try to take those frequent breaks throughout the day to maintain focus and, of course, stay hydrated and all that good stuff. And I usually try to wrap things up around 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the evening. That's what I aim for. Um, and throughout the day, uh, if I'm not doing any, like, really hard work where I have to think critically, like writing or something like that, let's say I'm editing something like a graphic or something for clients, I squeeze in a podcast or something like that to listen to. Or at the end of the day, maybe I want to watch some type of... Uh, informational YouTube video that will help um, develop me as a business owner. So I also try to squeeze in that as well. That's fantastic to have, you know, a set routine where you know what motivates you and what inspires you to do your best. I was talking with Amber a couple weeks ago um, from the Netical Lab, and she actually has a podcast episode that will be out by the time that this one airs. But we were talking about trying to have a routine as an entrepreneur and waking up and not immediately checking your phone and really finding a way to ground yourself in the day. And it sounds like for you, devotional is a great way for you to start your day and really, really make sure that you're starting with the right positive mindset. Absolutely. Like mindset is everything because, you know, if I were to wake up and check my phone, uh, check emails and stuff like that, I would probably get like very frazzled and feel like rushed that okay I gotta hurry up and do this so I can hurry up and sit down and start on this but you know I try I wake up early so I can have that time to myself before I sit down and focus on my work it makes me a better person uh every single day so definitely something that you know it's like a non-negotiable I have to do it (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's something I need to be better on. So I'm going to keep that in the back of my head tomorrow morning. You can can do it. (laughs) I'm terrible about that. Um, (laughs) So if people are listening and they really want to get involved with you, you recently launched the Brand Storytelling Collective, which is a Facebook group that you really started to um, teach people how to leverage their div- their digital content and get clear on brand messaging. So can you talk a little bit more about this Facebook group and really the benefit that this is providing for your clients and those in your network? Yeah, absolutely. So for months, I thought about launching this group, but I hesitated because I saw um, a decline in engagement in a lot of Facebook groups. But I was like, you know what, you can't listen to these lives that you're trying to put in your head. You gotta... <laughs> You have to serve the people uh, that need serving. And um, however, you know, recently with everything going on in the world, uh, and I started listening to the needs of people out there, I was like, you know, now is a good time to go ahead and launch this. And so in this group, I not only I educate people, I help them network with others. I help them, you know, gain a positive mindset. So so far, it's been great. So I try to, you know, give my own advice about leveraging their digital content, getting clear on their brand messaging, all of that good stuff. I try to make it, you know, inspirational where they can receive uh, some positive advice uh, at least once a day, allow them to share the wins that they have because maybe you don't feel like your wins are as good as they are. Maybe it's something that 
that's small to you, but you know, whether it's big or small, you know, they should be celebrated. So have one day a week where, uh, I help them acknowledge, okay, what's your biggest, uh, what's your biggest or smallest win this week? It doesn't even, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, share it so we can all support you because we're all in this together. So that's, uh, essentially why I started it to help others gain a positive mindset and continue to get clear on their brand messaging. And so far it's been, been pretty well. I'm so glad that you're giving people a way to connect with one another because especially during, you know, this whole COVID-19 situation where everyone is, you know, self-quarantining, a lot of people are missing out on that genuine connection. So you're really creating a way for people to connect and inspire one another and keep that momentum going. So we'll definitely make sure to put that Facebook URL in our show notes so that people can check it out if they're interested. I encourage them to join. So far, it's been, it's been great. So kind of going off of that question, what is a book, a resource, a podcast that you love and want to share with the audience? So I have so many podcasts that I love. I'm probably a podcast nerd. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, but one of my favorite books that I am loving right now, and you probably can guess what it is, is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And I highly recommend it if you're helping clients with their brand messaging or you're someone who wants to learn why a clear brand message is needed and how it's important to include your audience in a story in order for them to take action. So I love this book. I try to read a little bit of it every, every day. I try to. Um, and pull out my highlighter. You know, sometimes I get it and I'm like, you know, why did you not grab a highlighter? Because it's so much uh, good information in there. You'll find yourself highlighting a lot of the different mm -hmm. pages. And at first, I started, re I started actually listening to it as an audio book. And I was like, you know what? I need to get a physical copy because I need to highlight. I need to take notes and see things so I got the physical copy of it and I love it it's a really great book that's the exact same thing I did when I was reading Rachel Hollis's books is I got it mm -hmm. on audiobook and I was like no I need to have the physical copy so I can write <laughs> yeah. it and highlight it and remember everything yes I I mean audiobooks are cool I guess like if you're in the car or something like that but you know, I I have to have a physical copy because I need to see things. I need to go back and reference different things because there's so much good information. Like, you just can't lose all of that. So, lastly, where can the audience find you? So, you can find me, um, of course, on my website, kayomediapublishing.com. On the official Facebook page, Kayo Media Publishing. My Instagram handle is Kayo Media Publishing. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as uh, Danielle Wallace. Perfect. And we'll make sure to put that in the show notes as well. So it's really easy for you guys to connect with Danielle. Um, but with that being said, thank you so much for coming on today, talking a little bit about your story and inspiring others. Um, I really appreciate your time, especially thanks to all this COVID-19 craziness. I love having the opportunity to still connect with people and tell their stories. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me and, you know, having this podcast where others can share their stories, you know, inspire and motivate uh, other entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs out there. It's a really great thing. Thank you for listening to the Innovator Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review. If you know someone that would be a perfect fit for this podcast that I should interview, please email me at theinnovatorpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at theinnovatorpod. Please take care of one another and practice social distancing, and we'll see you next week on The Innovator Podcast.